The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel, infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you'd like to check that out, uh, please do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, which he'll be live in that area and should be on for two hours. It's Saturday, unless he changes plans up, which sometimes he does. But uh, you can still catch that. Uh, Flat Earth Dave was on yesterday. What a great show. And uh, we're going to have Flat Earth Dave on on Monday, Lord willing. We're going to talk with him and uh, also schedule another guest for uh, Wednesday that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, I, I think you'll you'll appreciate him as well. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Uh, click on that. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there. Good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And um, <clears throat> while you're there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Please subscribe there. And then also we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. And appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform. On SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for the email newsletter. That goes out once a day between or in the late afternoon or early evening. Uh, depending on where you're at in the country. And um, so, yeah, be sure to sign up for that. You get all of the articles we put out each day, including the Morning Show Archive. So if you want to pick that up, please be sure to sign up uh, for that. Real quickly, uh, Bradley, uh, again, his books and T-shirt, uh, the Soldier of the Cross T-shirt, 20 bucks from our store. You can get there by going to thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com. Or you can go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there's a store link at the top of the page. Uh, 20 bucks on the T-shirts, great artwork, great color in there. And uh, based off of the, um, the book, which is of the same name, Soldier of the Cross, 
$10 in our store, as well as his new book, All the Profits. We're pointing to the front, $10. Both of those are available in the store. The T-shirt is only for Soldier of the Cross, though. So be sure and um, and pick that up. Also, <clears throat> um, I told you, and I didn't do it yesterday, but I told you I'd let you know, uh, Healing for the Ages conference, that we've had uh, Dr. Ely on, we've had Dr. Artis, we've had Dr. Schmidt on. And uh, if you if you got your your taste buds a little... You know, if your mouth began to water a little bit over the information that was there, then that and a lot more is in the conference material. And boy, they, they've done it up right. They send you out the email with all the PowerPoint presentations. You've got links to all of the video um, keynote spe- uh, speakers, as well as the question and answers where people from the audience came up and asked specific questions about things. You've got that um, and some other goodies thrown in as well. And uh, that is on a special now. You can go to Healing for the Ages and the virtual conference, and you can get $50 off by putting in promo code TIM. Or you can go to qrco.de forward slash BE capital P zero. That's not an O. It's a zero capital A zero. And um, I know it looks like an O, but if you put an O in there, it doesn't work. So put zeros in there. And if you're watching it right now, I guess you can scan that little QR code thing uh, if you're if you're into that. But you get $50 off. Use the promo code Tim. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be downloading these and putting them on a DVD to save our family for library reference. And I think you probably, if you've got the means to do it, you should do the same. Uh, it's great information. It's very practical information about looking after your health, taking care of yourself, and things of that nature, and those in your family that you love. All right. So this morning, I get I got a message stating there's no Wi-Fi, wherever they're at in Spain. Okay, now stop and think with me just for a minute. Isn't all this cashless society, isn't all this stuff that they're telling us that they're wanting to do to us, isn't all this predicated on getting internet everywhere? Just curious, this is in Spain. (laughs) Stop and think about that for a second. Does that strike anybody else as a little bit odd? I mean, if you can't pick up internet signals, how are you going to have a cashless society? How are you going to um, monitor everywhere and everything somebody's doing? How are you going to do that? Oh, well, Tim, don't you know they have satellite internet and stuff too? Okay, well, then they're going to have to change all the phones out or something else. Just stop and think about that for a second. Men always have these lofty, grand views of controlling and taking over the world. And you guys have seen it, right? You've seen it in the films. You've read it in books. The Dr. Evils of all, you know, the bad guys of all the other stuff, right? Yeah. No internet there where they are walking. (laughs) So uh, you got just me today. Yep, you just got me today. Now all the viewers drop off. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Uh, so I'm flying by the seat of my pants this morning, and there's a few things that I'm going to just, I'm going to give you some information and uh, make some commentary, and it's not stuff I've given a whole lot of time to, but there are things that come to mind as I read some of the things that are going on here, and some of these things you actually may be shocked at to find out. Now, you guys know we've got a lot of people in Congress 
Uh, you people who are over in the EU and England and stuff like that, I don't know exactly how all that government works, your central government for the EU versus what you have in England. I don't understand all that because I don't live there. Um, <clears throat> but people in Australia and, and other places have these people who are tied with the World Economic Forum. And they are our representatives, or some states' representatives. Some of them are bureaucrats within the machinery of things. And I see that, they, that it's, they're trying to push this agenda. I also see things that are getting pushed back. Um, and most of you know, I really don't have a lot of hope for Washington, D.C. I say, let it, you know, abolish the thing, get rid of it. Don't replace it with anything. Yeah. Uh, because central, um, so central, <laughs> I just got a message from her. I can't get a stable connection. That's okay. It's no problem. Uh, we're going to, we're going to make it work one way or the other. Um, central governments are always a bad idea. Why? When you have central governments, you get the those who represent the people away from the people. That's part of the problem of it. Now that's a that there's a solution for that, and tactical civics is given the solution. People are often asking me, you know, what's the solution? We, we can't do anything. We're not anything. It's just gonna they're just gonna steamroll over us, and they they don't do anything, and they complain, but they don't do anything. Yeah, we could replace it with trees, Jason. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: tactical civics actually has a plan. They lay it out for you. Unlike Q, they don't say trust the plan and don't tell you what it is. They actually know what their plan is. There's about 17 points, the last I remember, of things they're playing. And part of that plan is, is to eventually take your representatives and get them out of the central government and back in their home districts. Make them work from their district. Give them one office, a couple of staff members to help them. That'll cut down on cost immediately, right off the bat. And knowing what I know now, I'm going to share with you, uh, that'll be a huge thing in and of itself. Um... Let me slide up here, because I remember years ago when we were covering some things about the expenditures of the federal government, especially when it concerns um, foreign ambassadors and embassies and things of, things of that nature, the money just gets spent like crazy. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of money they spent on liquor. Liquor! Now... I'm not one that's against alcohol. I don't think the Bible's against it. I think it warns against its abuse. But it also says that those who are in these positions where they're in authority and such, they are to refrain from that so they have clear thinking. Um, <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> uh, I'm getting messages from uh, Tommy Robinson and Kate Shimrani saying... We don't have any uh, good stuff. So that's what this beep is that you're hearing. So um, <laughs> so they got bad Wi-Fi. So apologies for that. So anyway, the point is, is they're supposed to have clear thinking and a clear mind. And this ties with what the king is supposed to do in the Old Testament, that he's to refrain from, from wine. He's to refrain from that. And anything that could cloud his judgment as to what he's doing while he's serving in that capacity, he's not to be doing it. Okay. So what have we found out that's going on now? Well, 
SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This came out yesterday. Federal officials blasted for spending $3.3 billion on office furniture while employees work for home from home. I gotta ask a question. Does anybody actually think those working in DC need $3.3 billion in office furniture? I'll bet the majority of that stuff's been taken well care of. It's not needed to be replaced. $3.3 billion, billion dollars. Okay, so if you don't, and this isn't just any ordinary, this isn't any ordinary furniture. Listen to what the listen to what the article displays here. Americans can't pay for rent, food, fuel, but you sit there and continue to play nice. Among the most maddening purchases was two hundred and thirty-seven thousand nine hundred sixty dollars spent on electric picnic tables to be installed at the terrorist organization known as Centers for Disease Control and Prevention offices in the 2020 and 2022 time frame. Electric picnic tables for the people who have terrorized you. You see how this works? And again, I'm going to lay it on us men until us men rise up and deal with the terrorists in our midst, the real terrorists. Remember, Terrorism is government by force. CDC isn't even part of government. It's never authorized, yet they're gaining billions of dollars. If they've not gotten trillions of dollars from the American people over several decades. They're a for-profit institution. That's what they are. We're also told similarly defense advanced uh, research projects agency spent almost $250,000 on high-end Herman Miller furniture. I didn't know Herman Miller made high-end furniture. I thought they made cheap crap like the rest of them with their pleather and stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not a big connoisseur of furniture, but anyway. The Environmental Protection Agency also forked out $6.5 million for new decor despite reportedly moving to a far smaller 300,000 square foot office space in Pennsylvania at the same time. Lavish interior design is not just for those near D.C. either, and with upmarket leather reclining armchairs from Ethan Allen worth $120,000 deemed worth it for the U.S. Embassy in Islamabad, Pakistan. And you've got some pictures of these uh, electric picnic tables, uh, the chairs, the kitchens, all this stuff. Hmm. I mean, it's it really is pretty incredible. Here's another one. Spending habits of the U.S. government included almost $250,000 on solar-powered picnic tables. That's those things for the CDC. $120,000 on plush Ethan Allen leather chairs. Uh, this watchdog report came out that said that over $1 billion a year was spent on lavish decor for federal spaces between 2020 and 2022. That's your money. Where's all this authorized? See, the only reason that they're usurping this authority is because they're, they're, they, they exist unlawfully. They've usurped the authority to exist and now they're usurping the authority to steal your money to enrich themselves. 
That's what's going on. It's theft. I don't recall anywhere in the Constitution where the people said, yes, you can buy all this furniture. You can buy whatever you want to buy at our expense. Even if you're a non-government entity like the CDC. I bring that up because here's another report that comes out, which I think is good if, uh, if they'd cut it completely. Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives passed its annual State Department and Foreign Operations spending bill, according to this article here, which determines the budget for the State Department as foreign operations. While aid for Ukraine was funded in the bill, it stopped funds to the United Nations Population Fund, should have stopped the whole funding of the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, EcoHealth Alliance, any gain-of-function research, and multilateral assistance to World Bank administrated climate change funds, over $8 billion was cut from the $51.5 billion budget. That's good. I'm not going to complain about that. That's a good thing. I would say they could go a little further, just cut off any funding to any of those things forever. Put that in there. They're unconstitutional. There's no reason for us to fund any of that stuff. The bill also cuts off funding and so eliminates 33 special envoys and special representatives, including doomsday climate cultist John Kerry. The appropriations bill has a top line of $51.5 billion for programs included under the bill, roughly a 14% cut, which is $8.2 billion, compared to last year's levels and 25% below, $17.4 billion, what President Joe Biden requested in his budget proposal. Hmm. So they did cut some things out, which is great. Not really told what they were funding. There's probably a lot of stuff they're still funding that's not so great. But here's the top line messaging. Four points here. Prohibiting funds to the United Nations Population Fund, the UNFPA, Banning disinformation and misinformation programs that violate the free speech rights of American citizens. That's where a lot of this funding would end up going. Increasing accountability at the UN. and other, There's no accountability at the UN. I don't know when people are not going to get that through their head. There's no accountability there. There is none. It's why it needs to be abolished just like D.C. does. Any of these centralized kind of governments or wannabe governments need to be abolished. And then the people need to bring the people who are in them who are corrupt to justice. Swift and immediate justice. By the way, talk with uh, Dick Green, um, who is uh, sort of the spokesperson for Mark Grennan and his boys who've been in prison. We've had Mark on the show many times. Uh, regarding preaching the gospel and using chlorine dioxide, and our own government went after them saying, oh, they defrauded us. They didn't defraud the United States in any measure. But the United States sure defrauded them, claiming they were doing things they didn't do. 
And I talked with him about these things. He was sharing with me. Some of you have asked, you know, what's going on with Mark and his boys. Mark got six, uh, 60 months in jail. I don't know if that includes time already served. His boys got like 150 months. It was, it's ridiculous. Why? Nobody was hurt. There was no victim. There was no crime. Oh, they defrauded the United States. I don't, I don't even know if I need to go over again the reality of what the United States government does. The reason they have such a high conviction rate, it's like 95 or 96%, is because they violate the law at every given turn. And they have unlimited resources against the people they go after. How are you to stand against that? They, they commit Brady violations all over the place. And nobody's ever held to account. Not a, not a single prosecutor, not a single attorney general, not a single person who goes after Americans for whatever reason, whether they're right in going after them or bad. They do this stuff all the time. You say, what is a Brady violation? Well, it's keeping back exculpatory evidence that can prove your innocence. And they work alongside the judge, too. The judge is an agent of the state now. That's what they become. Many of them, they become agents of the state. And they're to be impeached when they don't have good behavior. You say, well, it doesn't define what good behavior is. What do you think good behavior is? Does, is it acting unlawfully? Is it doing something out of your scope of, of the job that you're to perform? Yeah, that's bad behavior. Good behavior is doing what you're supposed to do. Looking at the law, interpreting the law, and applying it to the particular case you're in. And we're seeing more and more. They don't care about that stuff. They're telling people now not to mention the Constitution in their courts or they'll hold them in contempt. See how your courts have been taken over? We, we see what they're doing. And again, we sit by and let it happen until it's us. And we want somebody to help us. This is why, man, I'm more than happy to have our friend Eric Hughes-Jones come on the show and tell us about what's going on somewhere so that people can go into those virtual meetings and hopefully put the fear of God in the judge to say, we got your, our, our eye on you. We see what you're doing. You're not doing this in a, in a back room and it not be exposed. We're going to see, we'll see exactly what you're doing. But here we have some funding. That's some good news today. Okay? That's some good news. I'm happy about that. I'd like to know what else they ended up funding there, though. Also, this one. And I think I have a video. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't get to pull this up uh, due to the issue we were trying to sort out with, uh, with, with Kate and him in, in Spain. Um, I didn't get a chance to bring a lot of this up. And so I want to see if I can bring this up so that everybody hears what this lady has to say, because it ties right in. If I'm not mistaken, it and I'm doing this off the fly, so it ties right in with what's uh, with what's going on here. Um, now, this is the report. It is from Need to Know. News. This is a Edward Griffin site. And this is what it says. World Economic Forum to use staged water crisis to establish global control. Now, if you've been paying attention to what uh, Dr. Brian Artis has said, 
He's talking about them using the water supply in order to institute the convicts, right? That's what he's. That's what. Uh, that's what they. That's what they've done. They use the water supply to do that to put these venom, whatever those things are that they're encapsulated in. I'm, I've had so many of these scientific terms thrown at me. Um, lipids, or I think that's what they are, that they've been put in there that cause the, the convids. And the remedy for it that he had found was nicotine. So here's what we're finding out. And again, this comes from this, uh, this article over at needtoknow.news. World Economic Forum to use staged water crisis to establish global control. Okay? Here's what we read. A World Economic Forum contributor claimed that a coming water crisis will succeed in establishing a world government where the COVID pandemic uh, and the climate change narratives failed. A clip from the WEF's Davos meeting last year, which received little attention at the time but is now going viral, shows WE spokesperson Professor Mariana Muzucato, Mazucato, Mazucato, lamenting how COVID and climate change failed to bring about a world government before insinuating that a water crisis be the catalyst that imposes a world government upon him, uh, humanity. Now, I'm I'm going to take a chance. We're going to see what uh, what BitChute does here. If they well, that must just be a picture. <laughs> I was going to uh, just bring up the uh, the other part. Okay. So here we go, because mine is much shorter. I think it's only a minute or so, but this uh, will give the full context of what she's saying. I'm hoping. Okay, maybe not. This is going to be an Infowars thing. Okay, I don't. I don't want to play the whole uh, whole Infowars thing. I want to get just to what the lady's saying. So take a listen to what this this woman is saying about this issue of the people aren't buying the vaccines, they aren't buying the climate change. So we're going to target the water. Take a listen. And I think I'm going to have a problem because I've got so many things that are muted. So, oh, goodness. And Rumble, I tell you, you guys got to get your act together. This stuff of automatically starting videos and then not having any Only audio. as healthy as... Whoops, let's try it again. All right, here's this lady. That's also, of course, true with COVID, right? We are all only as healthy as our neighbor is on our street, in our city, That's not true. in our region, That's in our lie. nation, and globally. And did we solve that? Like, did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of that kind of global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it is it does have that parallel. It's not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed <laughs> to solve those problems, with, which had similar attributes. And water is something that people understand. You know, climate change is a bit abstract. Some people understand it really it's well. It's a bit Some of a lie. It's a bit it of a, a hoax. Some just don't understand it's a bit it. Of a water. Unscientific. Every kid knows how important it is to have water. When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water. So there's also something about really getting citizen engagement around this and really in some ways experimenting with this notion of the common good. Can we actually deliver this time in ways that we have failed miserably other times? And hopefully we won't keep failing on the other thing. There's nothing but failure from these people. Because what they're doing is lawless. They want to control the people. 
What are we told over and over in Scripture? Whether it's the king, whether it is a bishop or an overseer in the church, whether it's a deacon, no matter who it is, they're not to lord their authority over the people. They're not to do that. Now, she wants to talk as though she really cares about people. We couldn't get enough people vaccinated. Well, lady, the people that you did get vaccinated, a lot of them are either dead now or they're injured because of your stupid vaccines. We didn't do such a good job. We did a really poor job. Yeah, you did. You always do. Governments always do a poor job of doing things they're not authorized to do. Government is not an institution that deals with health. It's not their role. Nowhere in Scripture are you going to see that. You certainly aren't going to see it in the U.S. Constitution. And nobody elected the World Economic Forum. Frankly, if the United States had any... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity at calling out terrorists, real terrorists and stuff, domestic or foreign enemies and domestic enemies, they would cite anybody tied to the World Economic Forum as a terrorist. The World Economic Forum as a terrorist organization, along with the World Health Organization, along with the United Nations. They would, they would assign them as that, and they would be at war with these people, which would be an easy war to win. You know where they meet? Wouldn't take but one. I'm just going to say that. Wouldn't take but one. One of their meetings where all their people are gathered. And we're not dealing with these people anymore. But we can't do that. Why? Because we have traitors in our midst who are on their side. Make no mistake, they're domestic enemies, or they're foreign enemies. And we've got and they've tied in with domestic traders here in the United States that need to be dealt with too. They need to be brought to justice as well. By the way, some people are really, you know, fanning themselves over people like Tulsi Gabbard. Look, I there are some things that Tulsi Gabbard says, especially concerning foreign policy, that's right on the money, as far as I'm concerned. It's her domestic stuff that's a problem. Her stuff adhering to the Constitution that's a problem. She's a World Health Economic Forum person. Along with many others that are tied in there. Yet, people want to give them a pass because they said something they liked. That's not how it works on the Sons of Liberty. If you say something that's right, if you're doing something that's right, you get praise for that. Because you're doing what you're supposed to do. But you tie yourself in with these criminals, you're going to get called out as well. And by the way, this water issue is not a small issue. I mean, you know, you can do without some food for a little while. Number of number of weeks, actually, you could do without food. You can't do that long without water. You got to have water. Got to have it. And they're wanting to attack it. Personally, I think they've been attacking it. They've been attacking our water. And she wants to talk about climate change is not something everybody can understand, yada, yada, yada. No, we understand it just fine. It's you people who have been messing with the climate. It's you people who have been messing with the weather. It's you people who have been allowing big industry and corporations to pollute the water and pollute the air. It's you people who've been paying the guys to fly their planes and spray their chemtrails. 
It's you people who've been pushing things like Monsanto to destroy the soil that we have. And in the process, kill us too. It's you people who've been pushing the vaccines with their poisons and their sorceries in them. It's people like the lady you just heard. They have a God complex. They don't care about humanity. What they do is they care about themselves, and so they're going to deceive you, just like their daddy does. They're going to try to deceive you to think, we care so much about you, but we're going to actually do things that's going to harm you in order to, quote-unquote, protect you. Just trust us, right? Just trust us. We know what we're doing, despite the fact we just said we failed miserably. (laughs) At least she told the truth on that. They did fail miserably. This is another thing that's happening. And again, you know, we, we've read from Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to tell you, if you are not a believer in the Scriptures and you want to poo-poo it and you want to say this, that, and the other, I'm going to tell you what, read Deuteronomy 28. It's very clear. It's part of the Old Covenant with Israel. And it gives us a picture of how God deals with nations. Not just Israel, but how He deals... Listen... If it's just dealing with Israel, I want you to pay attention to when Israel was going back, was going into the land that God promised them, there of Canaan, right? And if you remember, he said, you're to do these kinds of things. You're to do away with, uh, when you go into the city, you're to do away with everything. Men, women, and children, the beasts, everything. You don't take any of the spoils. And we know one guy did. And they found out about him because 60-something people died in the next city they tried to take over. And they stoned him and his family because he disobeyed the Lord and it cost people their lives. Oh, that was really... God would never do that. Well, he did. If you have a view that says God would never do something like that, you need to change your view and get in the Scriptures and understand who the God, the living, the true and living God is and all of his character, not a part that you want to pull out and say, I just like him loving. He's just and holy is what he is too. And righteous. He can his eyes can't look upon sin. He's distinct and different from his creation. He's not a man like you or me. And so when we try to talk about God, we're really using sort of, as Calvin said, baby talk. Uh, that's the way God talks to us in many cases, because he's beyond our comprehension. I was sitting the other day thinking about a passive scripture. It says, you know, it's not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even comprehend what God has prepared for us. It's, it, 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 we can't even get a thought in our head that would give us clarity on the things he's prepared for those who love him. Which are, by the way, those he first let, set his love upon. So what else are we facing? This is sort of a global issue, but this is happening too, not only in the U.S., but those of you who are paying attention, and many of you are, um, we're seeing this, this incredible thing with people coming across the borders, not only of the United States, but around the world. And I'll tell you what, the guy I see who's got his finger on it, maybe somebody could show me something completely different, but is, is this guy out of Hungary, Victor Orban. 
I don't know a whole lot of his background. Okay, some people say he's got a little bit of questionable background. I don't know. I know the guy's come up and he stood up for the Reformation. He's not stood up for, you know, just blanketing everything that calls itself Christian as Christian. He stood up for the Reform faith. Did that, what, last year or the year before? It may have been several years ago when it was the 500th anniversary. He took that stand. He also took the stand to basically protect Hungary from the Muslim illegal immigrant invaders. Now, they put up fencing. They put up guys to secure that. And you know what they dropped their illegal immigration down front down to? I mean, it was next to nothing. It was almost 100% elimination of it. He just put a stop to it. He continues to speak out on it. He knows what it's doing to the country. This was a video I got, um, I don't know if I put it up yesterday. Let's see. Yeah, I put it up yesterday. I don't know what day it was. The person who posted it said it was today. I don't know if that was yesterday, the day before, if this has been passed around some. But this is El Paso, Texas. And um, So we're still here in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, Mexico, guys. This is what the line looks like right now here. Look at this. 36, which leads into El Paso, Texas. I've been here all morning. I've counted about 300 so far being transported into the processing center. And we have at least 500 people lined up here waiting for what the National Guard and what uh, our CBP has been doing all morning, which is allowing them to come in. So millions of dollars and you look, wasted here. On there's a door. They've got doors cut in the wall. What good, come in. Why would you do that? Why See that right there? You guys who are on the radio, there's a big door that's cut in. Some of you have seen this because if you remember correctly, when they were the guys who were doing We Build the Wall or whatever that thing was that uh, Colfage was involved in, they left. They had doors there. I mean, frankly, it made me wonder, why would you put a door on this wall? And what we were finding out was people were going along... And they were taking the lock off the door and opening up the door. People just walk right through. Well, what good is the wall? And these were people who built, who actually built new wall. Two or three miles, it wasn't much. And then you remember the brouhaha that, that happened with uh, that, uh, in which I think Steve Bannon got a pass from, uh, from his buddy Trump. And then what happened? Colfidge, I think, got, I think he was found guilty. I think he was. I'm not sure. Taking that money from the people. Lots of it. But here, here you got it. This is not people seeking asylum. This is not people, you know, looking for a better life. I, there are people who are like that. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people. I've met a bunch of them on, on the uh, construction sites I worked on. I know that. I know many of them were young men who came and worked themselves and left their, their families behind because they just couldn't afford it. And they were having to, you know, live in an apartment with eight or ten other guys driving around in a little bitty car with about ten of them in there. And they were taking their money and sending it back to their families. They actually were looking for something like that. But this is over the top. This is exactly what Deuteronomy talks about, about a people... With a foreign tongue coming against... This is like the last 
These are the last things that happen in God's judgment to a disobedient nation. Well, Tim, I'm not doing this. I'm speaking out. I'm okay. The Bible says it's going to be right. It's going to be okay with the righteous. It's going to be good with you guys. And God has his means for doing that. By the way, if you're wondering why I get on the health trip, if you're wondering why I talk about preparedness, if you wonder why I'm doing that, I'm doing it to return us to the old paths, like what we were talking about before. I'm doing that because that's the route I'm trying to go, that I want to go, that I want to take my family with. I want to get ahead of them. If they want to take a bunch of stuff, knock yourself out with it. I want to be able to defeat their plan God's way. That means I got to grow my own food instead of buying it at a, at a grocery store. Then so be it. Let's do it. We got to kill some chickens for chicken meat. We're going to do that. Got to hunt. We're going to hunt. Got to dress it ourselves. We're going to dress it ourselves. We're going to learn how to do things that we haven't done before. Why? Those are the old paths, people. Those are the old paths. And they're the best paths to be on. These people are using all of these new paths, this new technology and new means, which are not new. They're not new. There's nothing new under the sun. There's maybe new ways to commit old sins, but there's nothing new about them. And they're happening not only in this country, they're happening around the world. You guys have seen it. You've seen it in England. We probably would have heard this uh, from Kate and Dee and Tommy had they been on this morning. You probably would have heard what's going on over there. The infiltration of foreigners into that system. And look, I have no problem with foreigners coming into, a, into our country. We have a lot of immigrants who've come here. But one of the things that, like, when we look at Scripture, one of the things is, is like, when there would be a war or something, and you would bring somebody into the commonwealth of Israel, what did you do? Well, you taught them the law. You taught them the customs. You had the feasts with them. You told them what it was about. You helped them understand how to navigate the culture. Why? Because though they may be slaves, or though they may be a wife that you take in it, or whoever, you wanted them to know how to function in that society. Their society was gone. It was just gone. The people wiped it out. But then there's a time where you let them go. Every seven years, you were to let the, the slaves go. Anybody who was indebted to you, you were to let them go. Why? It was a picture of God's mercy. And it kept them from getting just like we are, 30-something trillion dollars in debt? How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a curse upon you. That's what it is. So, with that said, I want to bring over, and there's there's more video here. Uh, again, this came from uh, G. Edward Griffin's needtoknow.news. Border Patrol helps human smugglers transport drug children. Didn't we just cover something like this with the CIA or somebody this week? Seemed like we did. That they were in on it too. And, and we've known that about the CIA for a long time. That's for sure. But the Border Patrol, listen, 
If you work for the Border Patrol, let me tell you something. You're in an unconstitutional gang, too, just like the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, all the rest of them. None of them are... Show me Border Patrol, U.S. Border Patrol and Customs, show me that in the U.S. Constitution. It's not there. You will find the Constitution Militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16. That is you and me, men, able-bodied men who enforce the law. That's the only law enforcers mentioned in the Constitution, period. That's it. You can make all the arguments you want for the fat blue line, the thin brown line, whatever you want to call them. You can make all the excuses for that all you want, but it really lies with us, the men of the community. And again, I, I point people back. TacticalCivics.com has, has a plan laid out if men will grab a hold of it. Doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they, they say. You don't have to agree with that. Nobody's telling you to be cookie cutter or anything. You're going to develop these things that you learn in your own community with the men of your community. It's also going to require your time. It's also going to require training. It's also going to require patience. It's going to require discipleship. Which means you're going to know, need to know the word to bring that to bear on the responsibilities of the men in your community to do their duty before God. And it is a duty. This is not something that came out just out of our Constitution. This is something that's been throughout history. I think it's part of natural law. I think it's part of what God has designed men to be. He's built us different than he's built the women. And he's built us specifically in, an area, in, a, in a means of being a protector and a provider. It's not that women can't protect and they can't provide. They can. But specifically, if you just look at the physiology, and I know a lot of people want to say, oh, it doesn't matter now. A man could be a woman. A woman could be a man. And that whole twisted, reprobate thinking. But I live in reality. And the reality says that men are created different, and they're, they're created different for because they have a different role to fulfill than women do. And here we have it. It's coming right in our front doors. Whether it's the attack on our water, whether it's the attack on our bodies, the attack on the family, wanting to take away children from their parents because of they want to affirm, you know, their gender identity or their they won't get a, a shot. What have we warned you about? What have we warned you about? Exactly what scripture says. Exactly what Scripture says. This comes right out of Amos chapter 6. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named a chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Kalna, and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Be they better than these kingdoms? Or their border greater than your border? Ye that put far away the evil day, and cause the seed of violence to come near that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall, that chant to the sound of the viol and invent to themselves instruments of music like David, that drink wine and bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments. I mean, he's talking about a people who have been blessed beyond blessing. Beds of ivory, drinking wine out of bowls, not glasses, out of bowls. 
put the chief anointments on them. They, they, they're musically inclined. They eat the best of the flocks. Here's what he said. Therefore now shall they go captive with the first that go captive, and the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. The Lord God has sworn by himself, saith the Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore, I will deliver up the city with all that is therein. Is this not what he said in Deuteronomy 28? Same thing he told them then. He warned them of the curses that would come if they forgot his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments. Oh my goodness, how prone we are to forget. That's why we constantly have to be put in remembrance. And it shall come to pass, if there remain ten men in one house, that they shall die. And a man's uncle shall take him up, and he that burneth him to bring out the bones out of the house, and shall say unto him that is by the sides of the house, Is there any? Is there yet any with thee? And he shall say, No. Then shall he say, Hold thy tongue, for we may not make mention of the name of the Lord. For behold, the Lord commandeth, and he will smite the great house with breaches, and the little house with clefts. Shall horses run upon the rock? Will one plow there with oxen? For ye have turned judgment into gall, and the fruit of righteousness into hemlock. Ye which rejoice in a thing of naught, which say, Have we not taken to us horns by our own strength? Didn't we grab power by ourselves? Well, forget God, we did this on our own. Boy, if that isn't the sound of the United States of America, I don't know what is. But behold... I will raise up against you a nation, O house of Israel, saith the Lord, the God of hosts, that they shall afflict you from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of the wilderness. Mm. It's going to bring a foreign nation in through their borders, and they're going to afflict them. Does that sound familiar, America? Does it sound familiar? God has not changed. I know some people want to look at God as he's this vengeful, wrathful, angry, terrible God in the Old Testament. He's this sweet, loving, kind, grandfatherly God in the New Testament. That is just nonsense. He's the same God in the, in the New Testament as he is in the Old Testament. Same God. He hasn't changed. He's immutable. He can't change. It's part of his character. And yet people think that. And right in front of their eyes is the judgment of God, and many of them don't even see it. They don't even see it for what it is. Psalm 94 is also another passage I was thinking of this morning in terms of this. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? This sounds like the prayer of the, the souls of those who are in heaven under the altar, isn't it? How long, O Lord, are you going to let this stuff go on? How long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see. 
Neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? See, this is why they want this evolution and stuff taught, because if they teach that, they get the people away from the Creator, the one they have to answer for. And I, I got to tell you, this is... This is one of the things that I saw, uh, you know, as I listened to Dave yesterday on Bradley's show yesterday afternoon. This was one of the things, you know, a long time ago, somebody brought that up and I called, okay, it's kind of intriguing, but this isn't on my mind. This is not where I'm focused. So it didn't intrigue me. And then sometime later, I started looking into it and I thought, okay, there's there's some points here that, that are very interesting because the stationary flat earth, again, this goes right back to scripture. The earth is immovable. It ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. Scripture's pretty clear. It, 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 it's eternal. It lasts. It stands the test of time. God's not made the creation in order to just wipe it completely out. That's not what he did. And even in the flood, he didn't wipe out the creation. He wiped out the men, the wicked men. So he says, He that chastiseth the heathen shall he not shall he, not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. Blessed is that man. You want to bucket the law? You want to thumb your nose at God's law? You're not blessed. You're cursed. A wise man will listen to the Lord. Because they fear him, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's also the beginning of knowledge, by the way. And knowledge is, should produce wisdom. It should do that. That thou mayest given him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord, listen to this. Here's the, here's the, 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 the promise that God gives. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Who's going to do that? Are you one of those people who stand? Or are you just going to sit on the sideline and complain? Mock and point your finger at those who are actually trying to stand against the evildoers. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt. In silence, when I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Does God's word comfort your soul in this time that we're in? And does it spur you on to do those things you ought to be doing that maybe you're not doing right now? What is it? Mm-mm. I pray the Lord grant us repentance and we do what's right before Him. Bradley be with you at 3. Have a great weekend, great Lord's Day with the people of God, and we'll see you at 6 a.m. bright and early Monday morning. Adios.